Exec Chess, podcast number 10, following your intuition. Welcome to Executive Chess with your host, Peter Klein. When you hear the word executive, you may think about somebody in power, senior management, a big corporation. But what I want you to do is think of the adjective executive as someone who has the power to put a plan or course of action into effect. And so we set out to embolden all of us to put a plan or course of action into effect, whether it be over a chessboard, in a business, or in life. Today's Applied Podcast is a follow-up to podcast number seven on the integral subconscious. It is a fascinating topic, and I invite you to go back and listen to it now if you have not done so. When looking to the intuition, the first question that arises for me is, where does it come from? Where within the human mind does one have intuition, and how is it created? How do we use it? How does it develop and evolve and change and grow? Is it a skill or ability that one generates at a moderately younger age and serves them consistently across their lives, or is it different as we gain skill and knowledge? There are two aspects of the human intuition which are quite clear to me. One is there is a large variety of attributes or decisions that go on that are attributed to intuition, and two, people are very, very passionate about the concept. A great many of the very successful people I have met hold on very tightly to the power of intuition and the role that it plays in their success. But human intuition plays a very interesting role in a game like chess, which is based on logic and deductive reasoning, but has an element of pattern recognition. While I share this insight that intuition is a powerful and extremely valuable tool, I think it's incredibly important to understand where it's located and how it works. The first imagery for it is as a gut instinct. It's located somewhere around the midsection in your gut. The second metaphorical concept, which is very common, is looking into one's heart to make a decision to find answers, to solve a problem. A third example is soul searching. I search my soul in order to come to some sort of resolution to these emotional problems that I face. Now, of course, these metaphorical concepts are suspended when we talk about human anatomy, as obviously there's nothing in the lower intestines or stomach that aids in making decisions, nor anything in the human heart that does anything outside of move blood from one chamber to another and pump it throughout the body. I'm not 100% certain where the soul is located in the human body. I'm guessing metaphorically it is near the heart and the center, and but there is nothing uh, chemically or physiologically uh, in the concept of a soul which would aid in making decisions, solving problems, or reaching a difficult conclusion. Now, one might characterize this discussion of 
the ways in which intuition are used as being silly or a bit flippant when what it does highlight for me is that there is a real disconnect between our conscious mind, where we believe our identity lies and thought happens, with the subconscious mind, where intuition is central. Intuition is a phenomenon that is occurring within the concept of the human mind, outside of our point of focus, and our consciousness uh, interaction with the world, and it has many names and many ways in which it is attributed to helping us in day-to-day struggles. Let me be clear for those still hanging with me, intuition is incredibly important, incredibly powerful, and we just need to understand it. In order to embolden yourself and enable success along a journey or course of action, we have to understand where we find intuition, how it works for us personally, and where are its limits. Intuition is the insight, ideas, and decisions that come to the conscious mind without reasoning or focused thought. Intuition is coming from the subconscious mind, and it is indicative of the power that it has, that we have attributed so many other terms, such as a gut reaction or soul-searching or heartfelt decision that just emphasizes the immense power that it plays in one's own personal development. The subconscious mind is considering past experiences, similar situations, reflecting on the complexity of the problem or decision to be made and drawing parallels to give us a some kind of insight, some sort of conclusion, some ideas in which to pursue. If we look at several of the groups that rely on the power of intuition and the roles that it plays, the first could be include things like chess players and strong poker players and investors that rely upon a underlying decision-making process because the problems that they face often are quite complex. Another classic archetype for this would be the gritty crime show detective who has a long list of facts Uh, individuals involved in evidence to sift his way through and yet relies on his long experience and gut intuition to tell him where to start and where to dig deeper. The common factor here is that the complexity of the problem with a great many variables and factors, individuals involved, and principles around it can make any decision in the next step seem very difficult. A chess player has to consider a great many ideas and pieces in a complicated middle game position. A poker player is trying to balance reading their opponents, the cards that they have, the cards that they see, the size of the bet, and uh, all of the odds in a relatively short time. The investor is trying to weigh a very complicated 
margin of profitability with other investors uh, in a highly competitive nature in a changing environment that uh, can easily translate from dramatic wins and losses in a relatively short period. The detective is trying to solve problems in a pressure cooker of concepts of justice and very real impact to the lives of the victims and yet balancing their own sense of good and evil and playing a part in the justice system. But in each of these cases, intuition is really a form of unconscious intelligence. And when the conscious mind is unencumbered, it is allowed to bring the full power of all of these thoughts and skills to the problem at hand. For all the members within this group with similar attributes, we see a wide spectrum of impact from the chess player who is playing a game to the poker player that can have considerable amount of financial uh, impact from the results to investors who are affecting a great many other people in the financial impact to a detective who is trying to solve a problem for real life uh, positive results and impact to everyday people. Now, let's contrast this to a second group, such as firefighters. They rely on their intuition in going into a, a high-pressure situation to uh, rescue individuals um, in a very immediate and life-and-death scenario. Let's include things like pilots um, and perhaps military pilots or pilots for commercial planes where they have a great many people relying upon their decisions. And in both cases, we see where intuition is relied upon because there is a trade-off between time and the impact of such a decision. The first group may have time to weigh the decision or problem in order to reach a conclusion for the next steps. Often firefighters, pilots, anyone in those immediate uh, life and death situations where they have to rely upon a gut reaction and intuition as to make an immediate decision Reflection or a, a cognitive thought may in fact be too slow. And we see one of the powers now in intuition. Quite often, intuition is much faster than cognitive uh, deductive reasoning. The first thing this could tell us is that intuition for this second group highlights that perhaps it is stronger for a straightforward decision that has to be made in a quick amount of time. This highlights that intuition is perhaps more useful in a straightforward decision 
where past experiences and similar situations are allowing the firefighter or the pilot to solve problems or make decisions in a very quick manner. And this highlights one of the attributes of intuition that as the problems get more complex, relying upon intuition increases the rate of errors found in the solutions that we reach. Sometimes the pattern underlying a given intuition is flawed or does not particularly fit this situation. But on the other hand, rational decisions often require a great deal more energy. One may generally conclude that conditions of unlimited time and energy may lend itself to addressing complicated problems in uh, more deductive reasoning and in the conscious mind, whereas use of intuition is straightforward in the day-to-day problems and even the extraordinary ones with serious impact, but time is mission critical. In comparison, these two groups have in common that intuition can be trained and developed and brought forth as a type of skill or ability. So for all of these individuals relying a great deal on intuition, whether in either group, we can see that it is not only the gaining of experiences and parallel situations and overall underlying principles with connections being made within their subconscious, but the actual skill or ability to utilize their intuition and to have a connection that is unencumbered between the subconscious and the conscious. We are specifically talking about strengthening and improvement of the mechanism itself and the data which the mechanism draws its information from in order to make these decisions with a long list of consequences and solve problems that are critical to success. An important contrast in understanding intuition is how it is different from instinct. And yet, because both of them involve training, they're often confused. An instinct is an action or a reaction to a given situation or set of conditions. When a police officer or a firefighter or our example of a pilot responds to a given set of emergency conditions, instinctively, they are putting into a set of actions or reactions based upon their training. The key difference here is that there are no decisions really to be made. Their training, their instinct, the step-by-step actions that they need to take kick in and they respond in that emergency fashion. This is in contrast for situations that require intuition For example, a firefighter in the course of a burning building having make a decision about which way to go or where uh, an inhabitant might be in it is based on uh, their experience that similar situations, similar fires, similar buildings, how complex and how dangerous this fire is and It comes to a decision based on the 
probability that we would call intuition. That same firefighter jumping back from a backflash of flames would be an instinct, would be a reaction. And there really was no decision process and nothing on a subconscious level aside from the adrenaline and muscle instruction to carry out that action. We see this clearly identified all the time when uh, trained first-line responders will indicate that uh, when asked why did they take this particular course, why did they do something, they will often reference it to it being an instinct sort of situation where there really was no decision to be made. There was no values to be weighed. There was no conditions that put it outside of their training. They immediately identified it and their training instinctively gave them the course of action. No problem to be solved. No um balancing of different factors that would require intuition. Because intuition and instinct have this similar attribute that they can be trained and improved as a skill, it creates a great deal of crossover and misapplication in real-life situations. I would suggest to you that there are a number of times when instinct is relied upon when, in fact, a decision is required and the impact is severe, and the consequences are dire, and yet one falls back on a training, quote-unquote, that takes that decision out of the process. A prime example in the news quite commonly is the use of deadly force, where someone will respond in a way based on training when in fact there is a decision to be made. And so we have this very, very important distinction of a split-second decision under pressure, under a short window of time, but still uh, the individual involved can decide on a course of action versus an instinct, which is an action or reaction where there is no choice. You must meet as required by the situation. The misidentification of intuition is not unique to this case, and intuition is often tangled with emotions on a subconscious level, just as our conscious mind will wrestle with sensory overload and chemical moods that uh, affect the brain. The good news in this dynamic is that understanding goes a long way towards making intuition a powerful tool in our decision-making and problem-solving process. There are a number of examples where emotional components or factors in our subconscious are mingling and influencing our intuition and problem-solving connections that are explored. And probably the most common is when it is based in fear. On a subconscious level, we come to some conclusion. We have an idea or make a decision that we believe to come from experience, and yet in the final analysis, we could easily identify that it is greatly influenced by fear of negative consequences. 
I see this in chess players all the time, and it emerges as a qualifier around the decisions that were not made from deductive reasoning or empirical data, but uh, made on a different level and usually start with a qualifier like, I just wanted to, I felt like I should trade these pieces or capture this pawn to relieve the tension or play on this side of the board, or start in on this plan. Uh, other examples are things like, I felt like I should, I had this gut feeling where they actually identified that there's an emotional component to it. Um, sometimes it's a little bit more elaborate in an expression like, somehow my intuition said I would avoid a great deal of trouble if I simplified and made this move. This is applying an implication that somehow your intuition can act as a warning device and can predict when uh, danger is present in a given context. But a sixth sense or a warning system really is outside the general idea or definition of intuition in the fact that it is the subconscious mind giving an insight, an idea, or decision, rather than rather alerting us to a particular danger. Intuition is more of the positive firefighter picking the choice between uh, two options in a decision that says, here is what my experience tells me is the course of action which gives us the best likelihood chance of success in clearing the building or in meeting the stopping this fire as opposed to the negative of avoiding uh, further injury and further damage by taking a new course of action. The flaw in the application is that the sixth sense or uh, awareness of a dangerous situation does not have that element of a decision. Going back to chess and to chess players, I want concrete reasons on the board in which to give a sense of danger. I want the conscious mind to be able to reason through or gather empirical data that says, here are the conditions that leads to my worry of a dangerous situation. Perhaps the king is not safe. It has a lot of open squares around it. Or perhaps it is what we call a stalemated king. It is trapped. It has no place to go. But yet it's not in check. It's not in any immediate threat. But the potential for it is great. Perhaps it has some very weak pieces and the ability to defend on one part of the board is not there. Those are concrete reasons with empirical data that I can point to that says, here is why I have a sense of danger in this position. A second condition in which emotion or other similar factors in tangle themselves with intuition is where excitement is put at a higher premium on a subconscious level. A common example is uh, what's known as confirmation bias, where 
the very first answer which is reached in looking through a chess position is the one that's latched onto. And the excitement mentally of finding an answer, solving a problem, reaching a decision, uh, stops further consideration and exploration and deductive reasoning. One of my concerns as a chess player or weaknesses is that I am fully aware of is this reliance upon that first move in incredibly obvious given positions. And a majority of the time, probably six times out of 10, when I see something that is very clear and obvious right there as the best move, six times out of 10, there was something better. And I didn't look any further because my intuition told me that this was a clear and established pattern that I've seen a great deal before, and I should jump all over this opportunity. And yet I didn't go through my mental steps of looking for other possibilities and confirming the best possible move. I essentially let the excitement of that moment override the decision-making process at both a subconscious and conscious level. Another example where intuition can get tangled with an emotion is where pride gets involved. And quite often we will have this idea of a good uh, decision or solution to a problem, and yet we know on a conscious level that there is some sort of inherent flaw. There's an error in it, in the structure of that solution, which has to be uh, understood and dealt with and will have ramifications down the line. And perhaps it brings into question that choice. But pride says, I can overcome that. That shouldn't be a barrier to that solution. I can still use it because I will do this and that in order to offset the long-term structural consequences. This is another example within chess that I see all the time where someone will make a move that seems intuitively correct because there are very similar parallels with other uh, situations and positions, and there are a great deal of benefits to it, but there are a couple of solid, very substantial size negatives that will last long into the end part of a chess game. And yet... They will go ahead with it, and a stronger opponent will jump all over it. They will see that weakness. They will see that structural change. They will see that concession between some good, some bad. They will see it as a weaker move, and their pieces will just jump in and flood right to that spot, and the game quickly, quickly turns. 
if one were to be kind and say, well, there are a great many pluses to it, I can understand how someone would make that decision. If one wanted to be brutally honest, we would have to recognize that you cannot simply set aside key fundamentals, no matter who you are and what you think you're going to be able to do, because they it is fundamentally flawed. And therefore, it is something that should have been avoided. That chess player at that moment, prior to that decision, had to look for something else. There has to be another choice rather than the toss-up trade-off of that weak move that created those structural problems in the long term. It is a moment when intuition failed and the conscious mind needed to kick in with rational deductive reasoning and overriding principles that are involved in chess in order to make a better decision. In summary, we see that tuition is a powerful, powerful tool towards making a decision and solving the problem. And when understood and appreciated, should be developed and grow as a skill. It is a form of an unconscious intelligence, and we have to nurture and integrate our subconscious mind. And I would argue that the ideas of a subconscious weighing of factors and using our intuition would be better served with less rhetoric involving concepts of soul searching or looking into your heart in order to find an answer. And what does your gut tell you? And the less that we can use terms that rely upon emotional sort of factors and yet understand those emotional factors and that they are part of who we are on a subconscious and conscious level, and talk about those emotional factors in the decision-making process, the better that we're going to be at having a powerful intuition. The power of intuition comes from this unencumbered link between our conscious and subconscious mind. And really, the heart of it can be found in a study done a number of years ago, which labeled it as deliberation without attention. We are allowed to, we are encouraged, we are empowered to deliberate without our focus mind. And one of the things discovered in this study was that perhaps intuition has a better success rate when applied to more straightforward decisions But the error rate goes up when, as the complexity of the problem increases. Uh, And that's a very common sense finding. But it does tell us that for the more complex problems and one where there are many things to be weighed and considered in a wide uh, variable context where emotions are part of it, it perhaps might be where we need to consider in our conscious mind what 
the subconscious mind is telling us, what the intuition, ideas, and insights that are arising. The helpful aspect for all of us is just as the chess player in a zone playing very sharp and strategically, or the strong poker player that senses everything at the table, or that investor that is in tune with the marketplace and seems to have this extra sense as to where to invest and move funds, we can take things from all of these different archetypes. We can use the uh, levels of the classic uh, detective from that crime novel in both deductive reasoning and the intuition that has developed in reaching conclusions. And we can experiment and practice, train to get better in our role in our everyday life. One of the key components is to still make rational decisions in our conscious mind, regardless of the insight and ideas and decisions that are being put forth by our intuition where time permits. Uh, understanding the limitations in nature of one's own intuition becomes powerful in, in its application. Some factors or effect influence both the conscious and the subconscious mind, and therefore awareness of them is the only way to meet their impact in our problem-solving process. A good example is what's known as the framing effect. When we consider or deliberate on a problem that is framed in a positive way, we are have a tendency, our intuition goes along with a more positive solution. Whereas if the question or problem presented is framed in a negative fashion, then we're much more likely to reach some sort of intuitive a solution that ha relies upon avoiding a negative and focuses on the downside. The problem with this effect or bias is that it affects humans on both a conscious and subconscious level. And therefore, it's only awareness that helps us in overcoming. It is my hope that you didn't start out this podcast believing that I was going to debunk intuition and that now you are even more of a fan or advocate for developing one's intuition in a useful and powerful way that is going to help along our journey. Thanks for listening and take care. Thank you so much for listening in. Please check out my website at exec chess.com or drop me a note at info at exec chess.com. This has been Peter Klein with Exec Chess.